Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 78, the Alejandro Villanueva episode. Alejandro Villanueva. Yes. That's that's a current stealer. That is a current stealer, where's number 78. Um, not only is, is he a great player on the field, he's a great human being off the field. Uh, he served our country well. Um, you know, he, he's... He was not necessarily an offensive lineman whenever he came into the NFL. No, he was a what tight end. He was in a, he was a tight end in college. Yeah, and then he uh, did his years of service overseas. Came back all beefed up, and um, he started off with Philly. Army probably doesn't throw to their tight ends that much anyway. Though. I don't see that much probably, either. Probably like he's probably like a blocking tight end anyway. Yeah, he's I don't really know. I, I I you know I can't say like oh I definitely watched West Point games. Yeah, I can't say that there. either. Um, but um. You know, he yeah, he beefed up a little bit, and he made the conversion. He made the conversion, and then he started off with Philly, and Philly uh, uh, cut him on the last set of cuts in their training camp. Yeah. And then um, Mike Tomlin noticed him because they played the Eagles in the preseason, and Mike Tomlin noticed him, and whenever he made the cut, Mike Tomlin was like, I want that guy. Yeah. And then they got him, and he spent a year, on, I think, on practice squad or whatnot, and got moved up midseason, and, you know, he's worked into what he is. Um you know, hell of a guy. If you've ever met him, he's a very nice guy. He's big, yeah, huge, big Al. Yeah, I can I can hide behind him. You know, he taught Juju how to drive. Is that right? Yeah, he's the one who taught Juju how to drive. Whenever uh, Juju went for his license, that's who you'd want. You know. Yeah, Juju learned how to drive in like a big ass F two fifty. Yeah, well, you know, like <laughs> Al can probably drive like a Bradley tank and a, you know, a oh, yeah. and all those all those big army shits. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's better than learning from like Antonio Brown. Yeah, because all you do is sit in a little sports car and do 100 mile an hour down my night. Yeah, and that's that's not how we drive around here. No, it's not how we drive around. You know, Juju comes from the land of traffic, so like yeah, you know, Juju, he, you're not doing 100 mile an hour in a four or five. Parts, like parts of Pittsburgh driving would actually make him feel right at home. Looking at you, you know, Crosstown Boulevard, Squirrel Hill Tunnel, <laughs> all the faves. Um, Fort Pitt Bridge. Fort Pitt Bridge, like, which I don't use as much anymore because in Brookline it doesn't make much sense. Oh, yeah. Because you got to, like, Liberty. then you got to take Wenzel. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm on the Liberty Damn Bridge every damn day. Yeah, Liberty. And I, I'm just like, uh, I'm with like, you. I'm on that side. Like, uh, like Amanda and I are like, we're Liberty Tunnel, Liberty Bridge, and depending on time of day is if we do 88 to 51, yeah. or if we go Scott Road to 19. You guys are better off going to the West End sometimes. So, uh, it depends on where you're going in town. Yeah, I man, if you're going to the stadiums. Yeah, if you're going to, yeah. yeah, I mean, it depends on where you're going in town. Like, we'll actually go West End sometimes to my family's in North Hills. Yeah, sure, that's, that, um, that is the way to go if you need I to. I mean, that'll... that'll I, went, I, went uh, to a, I went to a cat fundraiser benefit in McKee's Rocks. Oh yeah, and definitely the West. End. Dude, G- you don't even go through across a bridge. Just go through the go through the West End straight through and turn left. But that's not how GPS takes you, man. Yeah, GPS it makes takes you go over Ohio the bridge Boulevard, and then Ohio River Boulevard and then across the Rock Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's that's what's so weird about Pittsburgh is like sometimes there's these trips where it makes more sense to like cross the same river twice. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, like we've all we've all been in those situations. But that's good that you know. 
we got Al Villanueva out there sharing the highways with us because we know if we ever break down and Al like happens upon us, you know, he'll probably have some good pointers. Yeah, he will. Um, remember, speaking of breaking down, remember, remember the time that somebody broke down on uh, 279 North and uh, a car pulled behind them and stopped to help them and it was Jamie Dixon? You know, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember that. It was on the news. That's pretty news. awesome. Uh, yeah, Jamie Dixon like got, they helped somebody change their tire. You One know. time we ran out of gas coming coming back from Meadville, me and my buddy, and uh, we were we were about like two miles north of Cranberry, so we're like, let's just start walking. And uh, this truck from West Penn Billiards like picks us up like a hundred yards down the road from our car, like. Wouldn't take us to Cranberry because this was before they built the uh, bypass for oh, the yeah. Turnpike, so yeah, Cranberry yeah, was yeah. a you know a shit show. Yeah. So you know they're like, well, "You mind if we take you to Wexford?" And we're like, "That's closer to where we're going. That's fine." Yeah. So, but the the, the, the billiard truck delivery guys, like they they came in handy. I didn't ever meet Jamie Dixon, but I could get you a pool table. I've been broke down on the side of the road, and I've had those very nice people like yeah. pick me up and be like, "Hey, where are you going?" I'm like, "Uh, you know," because they're like, "That's a far walk, you know. It's a couple miles." And we're like, "Well, you know, we don't really have an option." Yeah, this is pre-cell phones. Oh yeah, you know, totally. So, Been there, done that. It's like I had a pager, but it didn't do anything for me. So uh, as far as 78s go, like, wasn't Yuri Slager number 78 for the Pens? Uh, I just checked Pens all-time uh, numbers. Nobody was 78. Nobody was 78. No, it's too bad. Yeah. It's a great number for, like, a, you know, like, third-string Wilkes-Barre defenseman who, like, has to come up because of, like, multiple suspensions and or injuries. Yeah, there's that. It happens. Um, so this, also, this past Saturday uh, was uh, the River Hounds home opener against the Hartford Athletic. The Hounds did win 3-1. Um, to one. Uh, I did see a penalty kick in that. Yeah. Uh, Nico Brett had the penalty kick. Uh, and how I saw that penalty kick was a friend of ours was at the stadium and went to the game, took yeah. his kids to the game. Um, I should have got a hold of him and said, hey, can I steal some of your pictures and give you photo credit to like put on our website? But I didn't get that far yet. Um, it's been a busy weekend. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> between doubt. sports and work. Sports, work, <sighs> Jeez. family. Yeah. I mean, we got it all. So the uh, Riverhounds, looking at the uh, looking at the teams by the numbers here, the uh, Hounds had 18 shots compared to Hartford's 10. Uh, six shots on target compared to their two. 53% possession compared to 47. 499 passes. One more. You couldn't get one more pass to make it 500. You got 499. I don't think they're aware of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they have like interns running down with stats like in the middle of the match. Four hundred. Like Bob Lilly's not like doing a sub just so he can send send him in to like say like listen we need to like get seven more passes before time. Yeah, and then you had four hundred and fifty two from uh, Hartford, seventy eight percent pass accuracy compared to seventy seven. That's a pretty evenly matched there. Uh, Ten fouls compared to seventeen. Zero yellow cards. Three for the other side. Zero red cards for both sides. Four offsides calls on the Hounds compared to one. Uh, two corner kicks compared to one. Um, Sometimes it's better to have more offsides calls because it means you're, like, trying. Right. And, I mean, the stats the stats say one thing, but, like, I thought the flow of play from what I saw, like, the, the Hounds looked a lot better. and they, they look like the kind of team that should score three goals against Hartford any day of the week. Well, we're looking here in the Hounds in their, um, in their group. Uh, they are ninth with eight points. Now the leader is St. Louis FC with thirteen points. So that's only five points off. And yeah, they're playing St. Louis this weekend. Exactly, they are. They got St. Louis here uh, at uh, Highmark Stadium uh, Saturday, four twenty. They set an attendance record, and you know what? Like I originally requested 
this week this whole weekend off and I didn't get it. Well, it's your holiday. Well, no, but I mean like <laughs> my birthday is the 18th. Right. So that's what it's about, really. Um and so yeah, like I'm I'm kind of bummed cuz I was I was kind of looking at this as a good game to go to. It's, you know, Around early my in the birthday. season, it's, it's early 70, in the season, seventy some degrees, and now we got you know the fact that it's St. Louis, so this is like a big a big match for points um, in the standings, and you know, you know I I just hope someone who hears this like decides to go in my place, you know, and maybe bring a friend or ten. What 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 might be uh, obviously we need the Hounds, we want the Hounds to win this game and go up with a two points on that, which playing the first place team that'll jump them ahead. Uh, nicely. Uh, so, I mean, it's really tight. St. Louis has 13 points. Tampa Bay Rowdies have 12. And then you got Nashville, New York Red Bulls, Bethlehem Steel, and Atlanta United all have 10. Then you have Indy 11 with 9. Then you have North Carolina, the Hounds, and Charleston um, with 8. So, I mean, it's it's tight grouping. It's, it's tight. Early. It's, it's so early. It's so early in the season. I mean, I started like, looking at, like, there's like 18 teams in each conference, okay? That's like... The yeah, USL each, yeah, has, each group. The USL has almost twice as many teams as the English Premier League, and they and it, you don't play the West like at all, really, like until the, until the finals. But I was looking at the table for the West, and down at the bottom, there's a team called Austin Bold. Huh. Did you guys like sponsor a soccer team without telling me? No, we did not. Or are they like ripping off our name? I I, I can't. Do you know any no, intellectual property I, lawyers? I, no, I don't. Do you, any of your Steelers friends know any intellectual property lawyers? Probably. All right, you guys need to get on this. I, I know mostly defense attorneys. <laughs> Wait, and magistrates, right? Last week it was, you know, the magistrates. Now you know the defense attorneys. Like, I see how the system works. Like, you probably you probably know a PO or two. We've met. We've met. I, I mean, I know a couple, like, guards, but it's not... You know, not on a professional level. Right. I, I try to keep it on a professional level. No, a professional level would be like, I'm guarding you in jail, motherfucker. No, 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 no. I don't want it on that professional no, level. No, professional, yeah, yeah. like, in terms of they come to your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when, yeah, yeah. whenever I take care of them when they, they come in they and They are clients. The bar. You want your clients like... and not, and not, and I'm not a, and I'm not a subordinate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. Um, definitely, uh, Hounds, they do have, <clears throat> let me see here. St. Louis this weekend, uh, like we mentioned, I'm I believe they're doing the two for twenty deal mm-hmm. for the whole month of April, um, which is actually yeah just one more game. No, oh, the uh, they got St. Louis and they got Nashville. Oh, is that a home game too? Yeah, Nashville's a home game. Uh, they're doing a two for twenty, but they do have those season packages available. Yeah, um, you know, they start at ninety nine dollars, and I'm sure now there's a game in and two games in, you can probably get a little bit better of a deal on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, take a look into the Hounds if you like some uh, local soccer. That's where you want to go. Uh, check them out. Speaking of soccer, though, how's the international stuff coming out? Well, uh, it's uh, Tuesday. We're recording on late, the earliest possible day that we could record this week. Yes. Because um, I got shit to do tomorrow. Yeah. And then you got shit to do Thursday, so mm-hmm. it just made sense. I'm going to see Book of Mormon tomorrow night. Yeah. And I know I, after, that's going to be a great show, and I know after that show, I'm going to be in no condition to record. No. So. And you'll be, like, singing all, all your, like, sports opinions. Yeah. You know, and I'll be like, Steve, like, this isn't this isn't Book of Mormon right? anymore, dude. Right. Well, like, I, well, well, we have dinner. We have you don't have to, like, knock on the table before you, like, say every, like, yeah, yeah. you know, We're going to have tape. dinner and cocktails beforehand, and we'll go to the show, and then afterwards, we usually go to the Warren and have some more cocktails. So. Of course. 
Um, that's why I said I probably won't be in any really good condition to uh, to record tomorrow night. So we're doing it tonight. But, yeah, nonetheless. Uh, so today was Tuesday. First, uh, it's these. It was the second leg of Champions League. So this is like where they're deciding who goes on to the semifinals. Um, Barcelona beat Man United pretty handily. That was on TNT. But since I pay for premium content, you know, I get the soccer extra soccer. I got to watch uh, Ajax from the Netherlands beat Juventus from Italy. Um, Ajax beat Real Madrid in the last round, so they are like, you know, they're just kind of like storming up the charts right now. Um, you know, Real Madrid is like one of the best teams ever. That's who Ronaldo used to play for. Then Ronaldo went to Juventus, so the, like, you know, Ajax is like, I'm all in on them. Uh, they they booked the semifinals. Barcelona's in the semifinals. And then there's uh, two games on Wednesday. You you know, folks listening will not hear this probably until after Wednesday. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that, you know, Man City's probably going to win. It seems like something Tottenham would do, you know, to take a one-goal lead on the road and let it slip away. And also, um, who else is even in there? You know... Liverpool. Liverpool's going through. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a good Final Four. It's going to be two English teams in the Final Four, and a team from the Netherlands, and good old Barcelona, who's, you know... Messi's not getting any younger. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, he's... I mean, like he's chances to see. Yeah, him, he's, you know? uh, yeah he's definitely um, had his run. Yeah, um, and I mean, he's already retired from international duty. Um, he's just collecting a paycheck. No, he's not collecting a paycheck. He scored two goals today. I'm not saying he's... I mean, obviously he's... I was being, Steve, you'd love this guy. I was not only facetious. does he collect paychecks, but he doesn't pay his taxes. In fact, they actually tried to throw him and his dad in jail oh. for not paying his taxes. Like, the, the, Spanish, the Spanish soccer players, like, do not give a shit about the tax law. <laughs> like, taxes, fuck you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they have a point, I guess. But uh, you know he makes a lot of money, and That's he's good. still he's still earning it. It's still worth checking out. Tune in for the, you know the the semifinals of the Champions League. I think that'll be like you know a couple weeks here. It's get, it's getting to be you know that time. Uh, the the finals usually in May. So so that's that's a good time. Uh, if if you ever are not into um, soccer all that much, uh, but you want to go check it out and have a great experience. And especially some of these big games, Pipers. Oh yeah, dude! If you get on to Pipers uh, for soccer matches, it is incredible atmosphere. And especially for the early games here, where they're the late games in Europe, like they open the doors at like seven a.m. and people are like pounding back beers and whiskey and getting all rowdy. Uh, it's yeah. a great atmosphere. Um, Scottish eggs down there are awesome, by the yeah, way. Scottish eggs are awesome. <laughs> um, I haven't been there in a long time. Um, you know, I, I still like to go there, but now that I have like all the channels... Yeah, now just, you have all the pa the packages and everything, you're like, why should I not use the so much money I spend a month on this and go to Piper's and watch it? I still want Scotch eggs, though, man. Yeah, I, well... You can get those at Jameson's, you Jameson's know? has yeah. some good Scotch eggs, I mean, too. Maybe, maybe that's the move. It is the move. That's how Matt's getting scotch eggs someday this week, folks. Right? Uh, also, I was talking to some friends of mine. I need you to switch your days off work. <laughs> Why? So you can join my golf league. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, it's, 
Eight weeks. Eight weeks. That's all you need. Eight weeks. I, yeah, I can't. I can't guarantee anything for eight weeks. You know, <laughs> stuff becomes long term if you ask for like anything to change. <laughs> Understand. So, You've been set with your two days off yeah, for good, like man. 12 years now. Yeah, I'm, so. yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> but in the meantime, no, my golf league starts up uh, two Mondays. So the 29th is when my golf league starts up. We're going to be playing Hickory Heights. Um, Dude, you don't want me on your team, really? I, you wouldn't necessarily be on my foursome. Oh, okay. I mean, it would be rotated every week. Oh, okay. Well. So we may or may not play together. Um, but, uh, yeah, so golf league's getting ready to start up and whatnot. I've been out playing uh, a little bit. I mean, like I said, I live walking distance to uh, Mount Lebo here, and I can pretty much play that course with six clubs. Um, and uh, I got to get out get on. So now the, 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 the weather's broke for the most part. We had one shitty day yesterday. Yeah. It broke for the most part. We're still in April in Pittsburgh. We can have snow tomorrow. Um, but uh, the grass is getting green. Like the woods across the street are starting to, they're budding up real no. nice. My neighbor's tree start, is budding and starting to get leaves. I always use frame of reference. Okay, my first ever little league practice Oh, snow. happened to be on my birthday, April snow. 18th. Snow. And yes, there were like I was out in left yeah. field in the snow. Yeah. I've seen snow on my dad's birthday and his is May 1st. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, I really think we're done. I hope yeah. we're done. But the first sign of spring was this past weekend, where we had probably one of the greatest events in golf every year. It's Masters Week. It was Masters Week. Um, it started off on. Uh, they finished up the round Sunday. They were in Austin, or they were in not Austin, Texas. They were in San Antonio, Texas. They finished up on Sunday. And then the next morning it started Masters Week on Golf Channel. And then they started showing the practice rounds and this, that, and the other thing. And it was awesome just to watch the practice rounds and to see those guys out there. Then Wednesday was the Par 3 tournament, which was awesome on the Par 3 course. Uh, There were three hole-in-ones. We actually recorded after that happening. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. Right, because we watched the highlight of, of what's we were, his face yeah, we were watching the, the ankle brace on. Yes, we did. So yeah, uh, and then, I remember that. And then, uh, and then Thursday was the first round, uh, and that went off great. Uh, there was a, a lot of. This is probably one of the best Masters there has been in a while because everybody was just jumbled in there uh, from day three on out. Uh, day three. It came out to finish up, <clears throat> and there was, uh, uh, what's his name? It's it's uh, Francisco Molinari. Oh, yeah, Molinari. Molinari was, 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 was the leader. Saturday was awesome. <clears throat> Saturday was awesome. He was good Sunday for the first 12 for, holes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so Molinari was the leader. Tony Finau snuck in there in second, <clears throat> and then Tiger Woods was in third. But like so, two shots back at the end of two, Saturday. Two shots back at the end of Saturday, but was in third position. And, and that's when I, the casual golf fan who only watches the fourth day of a major. Yeah, right. You know, I start I start looking at tee times and so, they had to start early. Well, they had to start early because they're expecting weather in Augusta. And, yeah. they, and because typically the leaders would go off at two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. They would finish at dusk. Yeah. Uh, around six, uh, between six and seven, it would finish. God forbid if there's ever a playoff at the Masters because it's going to get dark. Yeah. They're, in the, they're in the foothills of the Appalachians. I mean, mm-hmm. if I, I've talked, I had a couple people from work went down to the Masters for a couple of days and he's like, have you ever been? I'm like, yeah, I've been once. It was years ago. He's like, oh, he goes, that course is, 
hilly. It's like playing golf in Western Pennsylvania. You're up and down, up and down, side hill wides, everything. Mm. But yeah, they're in the foothills of the Appalachians. I mean, it's, it, what it, it, it is what it is. And, um, you know, so they're they're going out, and w- they usually got in twosomes on the final day. But with the weather in, they shot them out in threesomes. So that put Tiger in to the final grouping, which was a 9.20 tee time. Mm. And I'm the guy sitting here whenever I'm at work. I felt your pain, man. Well, my, I'm at work, and, I, and that came across my board. I'm like, motherfucker. And my partner behind the bar is like, wow, what's going What's What's up? I was like, instead of there's instead of TV coverage for the Masters starting at 1, it's starting at 9 a.m. Mm. He's like, so? I'm like, I'm not going to go to bed till 6. He's like, well, what time are we getting out of here? I'm like, 3, it's Saturday. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think, man? <laughs> He's what, like, what oh, business yeah. are we in? He's like, oh, yeah. So, uh, so I'm like, son of a bitch. So I go ahead and I get home and I, and I have a couple beers and I try to whiskey myself to sleep and I set my alarm for 850, 855, to sleep. That's a good one. Nine, nine Oh five, nine ten. Yeah. Well, 1030 quarter 11 rolls around. And I wake up. I'm like, motherfucker. What time is it? I come downstairs and the man is like already ate breakfast. She's like, I made my own pancakes. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, I'm sorry to make your pancakes. And I like completely take over the TV control and she's like oh yeah I forgot the Masters mm-hmm. I'm like yeah well and at that point Tiger they just finished nine and they're just starting the back nine yeah I'm like alright I get to watch the back nine Tiger's two strokes behind comes to hole 12 hole 12 is at par 3 over Ray's Creek mm-hmm. pins on the right hand side you have Molinari's first up he shorts it goes for the pin puts it in the water you're leading the fucking Masters Why'd you go for the right side? Yeah, just get on the green. Just get on the green. So then, Tiger second up. Tiger does what Tiger does. Uses his knowledge and memories of playing that course how many hundred times? Right. And says, all I gotta do is get on the green here. He gets on the green. His opponent's already in his pocket. So then, then Finau comes up. He shorts it. Puts it in the water. And Ray's Creek. Needless to say, Molinari had double bow, gave up the two strokes. Tiger, boom, gets in there. Next hole comes up, Tiger takes a one-stroke lead. Then the next hole on four, 14, he still maintained a one-stroke lead. They go into 15, which is at par 5, which is reachable from the top right center of the fairway on your second shot. Mm. So Molinari was off to the left. He ended up shorten it or he didn't short it he went left and and tried to lay up and he didn't lay up but he went left and into the into the uh brush before the pond tiger clears the pond center of the green he's on the green in two finals right he ended up uh he ended up laying up and then going on molinari is underneath trees he hits a branch and a pine cone the ball kicks up the pine cone and lands short in the pond yeah very bad luck. And Very was bad like, luck. Very that bad was luck. pretty much the end of Molinari. That was pretty much the end of Molinari. But you still tried... had Kepka was involved. Kepka was two holes in front of them, or no, he was one hole in front of them. Yeah. Uh, and then, so Molinari ends up bogeying that. Tiger birdies, gets a stroke up right there. Tiger's up two strokes. Kepka's in front of him. Kepka makes up a stroke, and and ends up finishing minus twelve. Uh, whenever you knew that shit was real. Is when Tiger, they went to 16 to par three over the water, mm. and 
2007. Yeah. Was that the last time? That was the last time Tiger won. Whenever he made that chip that went up, that they, Nike made the commercial about the ball just rolling down and right. hanging on the lip of the cup and then falling in. Yeah. That was on 16 in 2007 yes. when he won. Tiger, this time, he knows the slope of the green. He hits the right side of the green, hits the slope, rolls right down to the pin. Boom. That was so much fun watching that ball oh, roll. Oh, yeah. When 2007? Or this year, when it rolled right past no, the No, this pin. year. Yeah, when it rolled I mean, right just, past that's the That's what's fresh he, on he, my brain. He, he, yeah. had a, he had a chance for a hole-in-one. I mean, he yeah. was probably a foot away from a hole-in-one. Um, which, Bryson DeChambeau had a hole-in-one on 16 prior. DeChambeau was up in the lead for the Masters for day one and part of day two. Uh, he played a hell of a round. But Tiger's instinct of just, I got a lead, protect it, play safe. And that's what it did. And he let it, and he's like, I got my lead, protect it, play safe. If anybody catches up to me, I'll know before I get to 18 because they're the right. last group. He'll know if he has to go for it on 18. And he didn't have to. Um, so he just played safe. He actually bogeyed the last hole. He bogeyed 18 and won the Masters by one stroke. If he would have parted, he would have had it. Uh, he would have had two stroke lead. Uh, you say, watching Tiger Woods come back after all he's went through for the rise in the stardom and fame and then the injuries and then having <clears throat> the whole scandal of him coming out and being a very unfaithful person. Yeah. Uh, and his wife beating the car with a nine iron well, and know. whatnot. Shit happens. Um, but the whole fact that he might not have played again, he thought that he was done. Yeah, that had more to do with the injuries than the That had more to do with the injuries stuff. than the tabloid stuff. You know, yeah. I, I think that the, like, the thing about the all the tabloid stuff is that, like, you know, the media needs something to talk about. So they talk about it all the time, and then, like, you know, a lot of things can happen. Like, there's there's some people who just, they, they come to, like, despise Tiger Woods because they think he's a bad person. And then there's a lot of other people who, like, whether or not they, like, are judging him for what he did, they just assume that it's going to be, like, too much controversy surrounding him for him to ever be the same, you know? And, like, that's that really doesn't make any sense when you consider what golf is actually about. Like, people play golf to get away from their stupid, like, mental right. problems. Right. You know? <laughs> so, like, you know, the fact that, like, Woods, like, fucked up his whole life, like... We already know, like, what a, like, robot he is about hitting golf balls until his hands bleed, you know? So, like, golf could have just been, like, the thing that, like, kept his mind off of that. Yeah, he, uh... And we're, meanwhile, we're all over here talking about his personal life, and he's, like, got a bad knee, right. and a bad back, and this and that, and that's why he's not well, what, winning what, majors like Well, he, he had to. the back surgery, he had the knee surgery, the knee... I, I mean, I watched him win a U.S. Open on a torn ACL, mm. um, you know, and then... He had the back surgery, and whatnot. What what got he said? What got him back to realizing he could play was actually having his back fused. Yeah, and that made it a lot better. Then he started working out, and that's when he started, you know, pumping it a little bit. He got the muscle definition, and then he started swinging a golf club and goes, "Hey, this actually doesn't feel too bad now." Yeah, um, which is ridiculous. Like, forty three years old, he's only a couple years older than me. Yeah, years, he's only but he's like years. showing it now. Yeah, you know? he's showing it. I mean, he's slightly balding, whatever. Yeah, when he took his hat off after he won, I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah. I mean, he's slightly balding, whatever. I mean, yeah. eventually he's going to go cue ball. I mean, unless you're going to have a George Jefferson. I mean, oh, man. If he could rock a George Jefferson haircut, that'd be awesome. He should, like, when, uh, he, when he, like, you know, when he's fully bald and, like, playing tournaments, he should, like, rock a Kangol. That'd be so yes. cool. Yes. 
Yes. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's just the comeback story probably of the year. You know, I would think. Uh, it was just amazing. It, it is great for the game of golf. It is. And, you know, they talk about the Tiger Roars. I mean, Kepka was on 17T and was about to tee off. And it, and the Tiger Roar went up whenever he hit that. When he hit the shot on 16, it almost went in. That mm-hmm. was the roar. And Kepka's like, what's going on over there? Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean I've, I've experienced it at Oakmont. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I've experienced it at Oakmont as well, going to the U.S. Open, and, and it happened in there. You know, it's <clears> like, <throat> oh, that's Tiger. Yeah, I mean, TV doesn't do a golf course justice. Those holes in the tee box are not far from each other. No, it's, it's like, yeah. like you, you get the impression from TV that, like, all the golf courses where the tour goes are, like, Huge, magical. Huge, drawn out. And, and, like, you know, they're not anything like the courses we play where it's just, like, fairway, 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 fairway. Yeah. And if, like, if you're like me, like, you could get on the next two fairways with any any shot you hit right um so yeah like there's you know it's it's not like 18 different sound stages where they're but they but they've got the microphones and the production to make it seem like it but they're really just you know it's just a big field with a bunch of holes and trees yeah tiger shot a minus two on his final round to win which is what he needed to do minus 13 overall kepka was minus 12 minus two on his final round uh, Dustin Johnson minus four in his final round, minus twelve. Molinari ended up being plus two, uh, and and what did him in was twelve and fifteen. Yeah, putting the ball in the water is like not and good. N- not good. Especially. Not good at golf if you yeah. do that. And then you know, and Tiger played safe. And you know what? When you gain that lead and you play safe, chances are you're gonna make everybody else take chances, and they took chances. They had yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, now he did bogey eighteen. Yeah, he bogeyed 18, but he was still 200 for the round. Right, but it was like, you, you know, know, but he, it would have been a much better Nike commercial if he, like, makes that first putt. Yeah. You know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm mildly trolling a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> this week, the PGA Tour goes to Harbortown Golf Links, which is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, if you look at the list here, no Tiger Woods, no Mickelson. You got Jim Furyk, you got Mark Leishman, you're going to have Tommy Fleetwood, Graham McDowell, Brant Snedeker. Jordan Spieth, Webb Simpson, Francisco Molinari. Uh, you're going to have some big names in here, but, uh, you know, you're not going to have Tiger Woods. You're not going to have Mickelson. You're not going to have uh, Jason Day. I mean, some of these guys are taking a week off. It's like, dude, you, you just played the Masters, you know. Oh, yeah. I get it. Um, you deserved it. I don't see Ricky Fowler in here, but that doesn't mean I haven't got to his name. Zach Johnson's in here. Um, you know, it, a lot of big names in here and a lot aren't. You know, they took some, you know, shit. They're allowed to take a week off. Tiger, he just won the fucking Masters. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, I, let me pull that back up because I want to see. They were talking about. Um, let's see, where is it at here? PGA Championship is at Beth Page Black. Now, they're playing the PGA Championship in May um, this year instead of it being at the end of. Uh, the year like it was last year. They flipped some stuff around. Beth Page Black is in Long Island, New York. Uh, I should say, sorry, on Long Island. Um, that's a hell of a course, too. That's a Lynx course. It's long. It's drug out. It has high fescue. Though they're playing it in May, the fescue might not be as high. Well. Um, you know, so that's going to be the PGA Championship. And I believe the U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach. Where Tigers won. That is correct. They were they were doing the whole rundown. Uh, 
Like, the round wasn't even over, and they were already talking about like, yeah. the likelihood of a Tiger Slam this year. I mean, that's a little... I mean, well, no, a Tiger Slam would be if he won... If he would have won the Open, the PGA Championship, then came and won the Masters in the U.S. Open. Where right, he, he has still all, do it. Yeah, well... In this year. Well, no, a Grand Slam would be if he hit them all four this season. But if it was a Grand Slam and a Tiger Slam. Only, well, if, only Tiger can do a Tiger Slam. Oh, well, yeah. So any any Grand Slam that Tiger does is a Tiger Slam. If Tiger, like, hits the ball out with three guys on base in, like, a beer league softball game, okay, <laughs> I'm calling it a Tiger Slam. Right? Call whatever you want. I will. You can't stop me. Yeah. But technically, <laughs> what, what was considered was the Tiger Slam, which is kind of like the Serena Slam. Uh, was told, it, it was you win the, la- the, the last two majors from the previous year, and then you win the first two majors of the following year. Well, that just is lame. It's not all in the same year. Correct. That's why it was nicknamed the Tiger Slam. Well, it's not a slam at all. Because you had all four at the same time. Well, except, okay. That's like Serena Williams. She had, she had uh, was it, uh, Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Uh, one year, and then the next year she won Australia and the French. So she had all four at the same time. Yeah, just not the same season. Yeah, man, I don't know. Like, there's, there's like what, like four months between the U.S. Open and the Australian. Yeah, and then yeah, that's that's a long, that's a long layoff. That's only slightly longer than which. Like, actually, shit, we should be getting into French French Open. I mean, be. they've already been playing like the the lesser French tournaments. Yeah, French Open um, should be shortly. We'll be getting at it. We'll be able to watch that now, yeah, <laughs> like this time of night. <laughs> no, I mean the French is like you know, they're eight hours, six hours ahead of us. Six hours ahead. So yeah. So, when you wake up around like ten thirty, you know you still catch some late round, or some late action in the first few rounds. But then like yeah, it is it is kind of early. Yeah. You know that's why the Australian Open is like the perfect sporting event for me. <laughs> it's like until it gets to the final like. Like the semis, when they want to start every match at five a.m. like our time, and it's just like that's I'm not staying up that late. Yeah, right. You know, but when when like when you when get there's done a match on at twelve thirty, like twelve thirty, one o'clock, even a men's match that can go like five six hours, like yeah, I got time. All right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. Listen to what uh, our friends here at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview have going on with se- that host our podcast as well as several other great podcasts like Awesome Cast, Fishing Without Bait, and Wrestle Mayhem. Also, uh, if you like Jenny Lee bread, cookies, and anything that Jenny Lee Bakery does, um, go ahead and check out Bold Pittsburgh. Uh, it's boldpgh.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the Jenny Lee link, and you can go ahead and have the bread ordered from our website and delivered straight to you. That's amazing, because who doesn't love Jenny Lee cinnamon swirl bread made into French toast for breakfast? French toast. It's amazing. Make right. you like your own McGriddles. Oh yeah, you know oh. what I mean. Don't don't go. You don't have to give your money to McDonald's. Okay? No, you can make your own. You can make McGriddles at home. You can. All right, folks. We'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second edition here at Bold Sports, episode seventy-eight, the Villanova episode. So Matt, I was at work tonight, and uh, there was some events that unfolded uh, while I was at work that uh, were not awesome. Uh, the Blue Jackets swept Tampa Bay Lightning. That was awesome. What are you talking about? Well, eh, 
That was awesome, man. Uh, I actually just liked it, like, literally, like, as you were starting the segment, liked my friend's Facebook post about the Blue Jackets. I mean, I don't think it was awesome. I mean, they uh, beat the they beat the Lightning. Like, if the Penguins had advanced, you know, I would not have wanted to go see the Lightning. Well, I knew the Lightning were not making the Stanley Cup final anyway. Why? Because of the President's Trophy? Yes. You just believe in curses. Uh, yeah. Like, there's no, like, rational reason why it should happen every year. <laughs> so, you know, and it doesn't ha- they They're, what, one team did it, right? The last team to do it was the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, and they were really good. Yeah. All right. So maybe it takes a lot, but it can be done. And, you know, for them to go out in the first round, like, no one expects that. And no one expected the Penguins to go out in the first round either. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I didn't think it was going to be a clean sweep. No, that, that I is, thought it was yeah. going to go six games, maybe even seven. Um, you know, I didn't think that the Pens were going to get completely swept. The last time the Pens got completely swept was in the Eastern Conference Final against the Bruins, and the Bruins went on to win the Cup. And that was Mark Recchi's last year playing. Right. And that was a that was a very different time in Penguins history. That was a very different. Think time of how history. think of how much we've gotten since. What was that two thousand eleven or twelve? Somewhere in there. Um, uh, Pens won in 09. Yeah, and then the the, uh, the Bruins won in between Chicago years. Twenty ten, I think, was the year that the Lightning knocked them out. Yeah, and then there was the year Montreal knocked them out, which also happened to be the, the last, last year, year Civic Arena, Civic which Arena. was ten, which was ten. Okay. So 2011 was, was the Bruins? 2011 or 12. One Seems of the two. about right. One of the two. I want to say it was 12. I want to say it was... I want to say it was... A, I want to say it was 12. I want to say it was 12. Pretty sure on it. So it would be 12... It would be the 12-13 season? 12? 12, 12, no. 11-12 12 season. Uh, I'm pretty sure on that. Yeah. Uh, that was Recky's last year of playing. Recky got his third cup as a player. Uh, he's since put his name on a couple more as a coach. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it just so I, I'm trying to understand what the Penguins front office did here. Is it seemed like they made the team slower and older. Well, it's hard to. I mean. To not get older is to get rid of your older players. Right. You're, and the Penguins, like, old players are their best players. Right. And also, they're not that old. I mean, they're early 30s. Crosby's 8-7-87, so, I mean, he's 33? Yeah. Right. But, like, Crosby... He'll be 33? Crosby's... Mm, yeah. He's 32 now? He's, yeah, he'll be 33? Yeah. You know, uh, Malkin is going to be 33? No, uh, Sydney's 31. Because he hasn't had his birthday yet. In eight seven eighty seven. Yeah. So eighty seven ninety seven. So he's thirty one. Ninety seven two thousand seven two thousand seventeen eighteen. Yeah, he'll be okay. Yeah. And Malkin. No, 32. he's thirty two. He'll be thirty three. No, he'll, Crosby. Yeah, he'll be thirty. His birthday's in August. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's two years after his thirtieth birthday would be his thirty second birthday, and his thirtieth birthday was in August of twenty seventeen. So, since it's not August yet... Yeah, he'll be 32. Yeah. Right. Malkin, so, Malkin's, Malkin's 32 Malkin's now. 32. Latang's 31 or 32. Yeah. Um, Someone told me Latang's retiring. 
Uh, you know what? I don't know for sure. Um, I, 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 it might not surprise me, uh, with his injury past. Yeah. And with having blood clots mm-hmm. and everything else like that, it would, that's why Pascal Dupree retired. Yeah. Pascal Dupree retired because they says, y- you could die. Mm-hmm. Like on the ice. Yeah. Like, you know. And Latang has a family now. Latang has a family. So, I mean, you know, this is just a rumor. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's a rumor. It's the day. It, the it season, could be speculation, just like, you know, the Pens are going to trade Malkin. The season just ended today. Yeah. Um, it's know. really it's really too early to tell, but like basically, like we're talking about the Penguins being an older team. They are an like older their team. best players are like plus thirty, right? Okay. But also, the team they they uh, they got rid of some speed. Haglin, he was Benino. Yeah, I didn't like that move. I didn't like the Haglin move at Benino all. Benino was like what they they didn't want to pay him. Uh, I I think they lowballed him. Yeah, but they didn't like trade him. No, they didn't trade him. Like, Hagelin was someone that they dealt. They, they, they dealt. Trying Hagelin. to improve in other positions, and it doesn't seem to have worked. No, it did not. Um, I will be interested to, the next couple days to uh, get the postseason exit interviews and the uh, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, the Pens have done it before, where they've made a change in coaching. Yeah. Do I think Sullivan deserves to be fired? No. Do I think he's lost the, the the team? No. Do I think he played the cards he was dealt with the best way he could? No. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's like whenever uh, Shira was still the GM and made that ridiculous trade where we all went to bed thinking, oh, yeah, okay, trade deadline's over. We wake up the next day and, oh, shit, we got Jerome Ginla. I actually was he- still awake. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, man. Like you can't sneak anything past me, right, man. Right. But I'm um, the night watchman when it comes to that type of thing. Right. But uh, but but then you know, it goes back to Bosma. Like you hand Dan Bosma, where you at that point in that season, they gave Dan Bosma a Stanley Cup, and all he had to do was play the lines right, and he didn't play the lines right. That's what got Bosma fired. Yeah. Um. Then the guy they brought in after Bosma was fucking horrid. Uh. You know, and, and he was too timid. Mike I think Johnston. He, yeah, I think he was afraid to do anything. Yeah. Um. You know, he was then, thrust into a big stage, man. Like, that's the guy that they got from like juniors. Yeah. You know, and that worked. For, they might have pulled him. Didn't they pull him? They pulled him from somewhere out west. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was. He coached, out, he coached in like the Western League. Yeah, he coached in the Western League out there, like. Oregon or Washington or something. And then there, yeah, like, and then I think it was Portland, honestly, because I, I have a friend who was like, used to live in Portland and is like a, you know, a Pittsburgh fan, and he was like real high on this guy about what a good hire he is. And like, you know, he might be a good tactician and everything, but like, you know, you said you thought he was too timid. Like, that could definitely be a function of like, you know, I was coaching in Red Deer six months ago. Like, what the hell am I doing in Madison Square Garden? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it might have something to do with it. So they moved on. They moved on. They brought Sullivan up. Sullivan came in with this fiery attitude and the, the salt and pepper spiky hair and, you know, got those guys moving fast. And, you know, it, and it's what happened when they brought Bosma up when they fired uh, Michelle Therrien. Mm-hmm. They fired Michelle Therrien in, in, at the end of January. They brought Bosma up from Wilkes-Barre Scranton in February. They went on and won the cup. As soon as they brought Sullivan in, I'm like, this – is going to be like an 0-9 run. They're going to change mm-hmm. a coach midseason and go on a fucking run. And they did, and they won the cup. Then they won the cup the next year. 
so there's two years with Sullivan that they didn't win a cup. They went second round of the playoffs last year. This year, they had an early exit in the first round being swept four games to none. Uh, the team is definitely not the same team. Uh, you got, you know, a guy in the team that's 41 years old. Love him. He's awesome. They All relied on him too much. They, they, they relied on him a in, lot. Like in like the in like the four game sweep against the Islanders, they're like, you know, they're relying on Matt Cullen to like win all the faceoffs and like do all the like responsible plays in like the defensive zone. And it's like he's forty one, man. Right? Like he's there to set the example, not to like do all the work yeah. himself. Now. And like the the top lines didn't do anything. Like the top lines did. Their do leading shit. scorers were like Good Branson. Yeah. And uh, the the two they brought the, in the from, guy from the fourth line who they brought up from Wilkes can't even remember. And then also they the, interviewed him post game. And then also the two guys that he got out on a trade from Florida Panthers. Yeah. Uh, and and you know McCann it. got injured in game one and like didn't contribute anything else for the rest of the series. No. Um. He uh. He he. He had a hell of a run coming out of the end of the regular season. I think that, like, if they want to be where the hell, to be okay. good. Where the hell was Phil Kessel at? I mean, he... Was he eating he hot had dogs a couple, on the bench? Like, no, he had a couple shots on goal. He had a couple shots on goal. I mean, Lane, but he Robin, Robin Leonard was real good. I, I think this year, though, I think statistically was Phil Kessel's worst year statistically. Yeah. I mean, I, in this playoff series, Crosby was a plus three. He's a folk hero who's probably on his way out. Unfortunately, I... I Unfortunately, I think you're right. Uh, him and him and Sullivan really don't see eye to eye to begin Malkin with. Malkin is not someone you want to dump. Malkin's not someone you want to dump, but also he's, he's Malkin too inconsistent, and he can be he can take shit over when he wants to. He can, but because of the inconsistency, like you're not gonna get the a max lot value of the, in a trade a, for him. But a lot of the Eastern block players, Eastern are, 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 are first of all. There aren't really Eastern Bloc players anymore because, like, all the players who were born after 1989, like, there was no Eastern Bloc anymore. So, you know. He was still born before 1989. Was he? Yes. Okay. So, like, he was one of the last players born under the Soviet Union. Right. But, but. And that, that makes him inherently lazy because. No. Communism. No, it doesn't make him inherently. But, but you get a lot of those. The, the Russian players are very streaky. Um,. Hey man, the, you you try playing eighty two games in the NHL. I, I'm not. I, I I can't do it, dude. I'm sitting here, my ankle wrapped right now, and I'm a fucking bartender. Jesus Christ! I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, at least you're getting some like extra support. Exactly, uh, but you know, Malkin. I was I forget what radio show I was listening to, and it was probably either earlier today or yesterday. Um, that they were going down to Penguins and being like. Out of the, the 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 core three, mm-hmm. Malkin's the only one that you would actually see playing for another team. I don't Crosby ain't going anywhere. Yeah, he's the face of the franchise. He's the face of the franchise, and when he's done, he's done, and he's done as a Penguin. Yeah, you're gonna hang his number next to Mario's. Yeah. Um, Latang, I can see him retiring before he. Should, but he had a really good year this year. He had so a really if he good wants year this to come year. back. The pens if are he wants to come back, and the pens are going to keep him. I think he's still under contract. I don't even know. Um, but Johnson, decent Schultz, yeah, keeper. Schultz is a keeper for sure. Mata was sketchy as hell. Mata has been sketchy at since you drafted him. I mean, you draft him as a top three defenseman, and he didn't play like a top three defenseman. Uh, I mean, at all. Schultz, you got to keep Schultz around. 
I I'm, uh, I like good Branson. Branson's decent. I mean, he can he gives you like some physicality. You don't want him to be your leading scorer in a playoff series. And, and the thing is, is is the Penguins don't they try to bring in a physical guy every year, and it blows up on them. Every time they try to bring in a fighter, it's a waste of time. Yeah, it is. Like they end up not wanting to fight. Yeah, I mean, or they or they just do like suspendable things without actually like, you know, checking the other team's aggression, and um, that's not the issue. Like I like a Hal Gill type, you know. Hal Gill wasn't like out there trying to agitate. He was just playing really physical and see, knocking guys I, I out like, of the crease. See, see, I like I like the guy. I like a Matt Cook after he had his come to Jesus. So, it's a lot of work to rehabilitate a psychopath. You know what I mean? Like that's like. But it works. We, we, the window is closing, man. Like we don't we don't have time to find another Hannibal Lecter and turn him into Cleary Starling, right? So like we gotta like you know I mean, you gotta we admit, gotta find uh, people who can bring the physicality without you know putting us shorthanded because exactly. But but see, we Matt, already have Malkin who does. A lot I mean, of that. Matt Cook changed his game. Uh, to the point where he was taking a lot of dumb suspensions. He was taking a lot of dumb penalties. And after he had that, what, 13-game suspension, that was his come to Jesus where, like, he sat down and, like, married his office. And he says, dude, we want you on this team. We know you can play well. We know you're a physical guy. We want you here to be able to protect the guys, but we know what you can do. And he had his recollection and then went ahead out and then played and then, the rest of the season, he was a scorer, and he had 24 goals, and he, you know, maintained his physicality, and he was also there. If anybody threw down, he was ready to throw down. Uh, and then also, I can tell you, because I was at the game that Crosby came back after his uh, year hiatus on concussions over a two-year period. It was over two seasons, but it was one year total. And... I, I, I'm sure to this day, and it'll probably never be said by anybody, but I, I can pretty much say that I bet you Mario and those guys looked and said, anybody touches Crosby, kick their fucking ass, we'll pay your fines, it's okay. Yeah. That's all there was to it. Um, and that game was against the Islanders mm. uh, when Crosby came back. The nemesis of the Penguins, man. It's really Well, the I mean, 93, the Islanders knocked 93, the Penguins. 93, 75... Yeah, 75 and the 75, Eastern Conference. 75 the was the Eastern Conference Final, right? Uh, or was it second round? I think it was second round. Okay. But that, that of course, was when... We weren't born yet, so... We, no, we weren't born yet, but the Islanders came back from three down. They did. And beat the Penguins. It was the first time it had ever happened. Um, it was brought up a lot tonight, you know, as a way to, you know, remind us viewers that it's not impossible for the Penguins to come back from three down. But they didn't, and they didn't. it was because the game played out the same way all the other games played. The Pens got Do one goal. Do you know goal? the Penguins only led for four minutes and 51 seconds in the entire series? Yes. Over a four-game series, that's like... And that was tonight. That's like a minute <laughs> and like 12 seconds and, and, of being ahead and, per and, game. And that was, yeah, total for the series. I mean, they, they the Pens got the first goal tonight, and then the Islanders scored right behind Immediately. Them. Immediately. The other night, the Pens scored the first goal on Sunday, and then right immediately right behind them, the Islanders scored. Um, and I think it was literally between Sunday and today was the total of that four minutes and some odd seconds that the Pens led in the series. Um, I didn't see a lot of hustle. I didn't see a lot of drive or energy. 
Uh, and then whenever they pulled the goalie and they got the six man on, and they couldn't keep the you got six on five, and they couldn't keep the puck in the zone. And then that's you, and then they end up getting the empty netter with under a minute left. Like, well, that's it. You're not coming back from two goals down in thirty seconds. Yeah. Once once they got the empty net, it was know, definitely over. I just I watched two games today. Okay, and I I watched I watched an underdog in a soccer game just run rampant all over, you know, a better team in their home stadium and just, you know, scare the living shit out of them. And you just knew that the goal was going to come in the next 10 minutes. And then I watched the Penguins and I saw none of that danger. Like, at no point was I thinking, like, oh, it's on. Like, the ice is tilting. You know, they're getting chances. It's only a matter of time before one goes in. Um, you know, that's the difference right there. And, like, when you give up, like, a goal to go behind in a playoff elimination game in your home stadium, like, it, the place turns into a mausoleum. Well, the other thing is, too, is how come yesterday you're you're going into an elimination game and they called off practice? I, I, okay. Guys, I know practice is not actually, like, what it used to be. Yeah. You go over some stuff. You go over some stuff. You, you're not you there to, like, punish drills. the guys. You're not, you're not yeah. trying to, like you know, whip their asses for going down three games to none. But, like, you do walkthroughs, and you do you do low-impact stuff that you think can maybe, like, improve, like, some situational things. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. Um, it would have been really fucking stupid to just, like, make them do, like, suicides. Oh, yeah. You I'm not, yeah, you're not going to... But gonna... You, get, you get the team together, and you say, like, this is, this is it, man. Like, it's, you know, go hard or go home. Uh, you know, uh... The Pens are going to be playing with some other sticks here. Uh, there are going to be some golf sticks. Golf and sticks. Golf and sticks are coming out. I had a neighbor in, in Meadville who, little like five year old kid who used to call them my golf and sticks. <laughs> I, had, I had a couple extra wedges on my porch, and he'd be like, Hey, mister, can I borrow your golf and sticks? Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Like, yes, go ahead. Go Please. have some golf and sticks. Please have some golf sticks. <laughs> Here's some wiffle ball golf balls. Don't yeah, yeah. Use the real ones. Uh, oh god. <laughs> you know, because I know what happened with my parents when I had a real golf ball and and some and I had two golfing sticks whenever I was a little kid. Yeah, man. I live yeah. near a cemetery, so yeah. I, I didn't. There were no houses for me to, to aim at. Well, there were, but only if I really want to be a dick. Uh, I, I I don't know what's gonna happen with the Penguins in the off season. Uh, I'm not sure who's under contract, who is. Restrictor free agent who's unrestricted free agent. Uh, that's something that we can look into in the next week and come up with that. And also, but that shit's boring. It is boring, and we don't like talk about that unless like one of our teams has like a guy who's a huge pain in the ass who they need to trade for like a third and fifth round draft pick. <laughs> and then other, and I don't see that happening with the Penguins this year. So like no. some some boring shit's gonna happen. Like. Maybe some blockbuster trade involving someone who's, like, really popular. But, you know, they just got swept by the Islanders. So, like, how popular can they well, really be? Well, right you got to give credit to Barry Trotz. Oh, yeah, Barry Trotz Barry totally... Trotz, I mean, okay, here's the thing. He took the Islanders from a last-place team to a second-place in the division team and I think a third overall in the conference. Yeah. Okay? Give it credit to him. And you know what? Barry Trotz has seen the Penguins more in the last... Nine years as a head coach, eight years yeah. as a head coach, then I, I, I don't know. I mean, he, uh, 
last year he went and went, went on with the Cup and, and won with the Capitals, and the Capitals weren't looking very good coming down the stretch, and they still made the playoffs and whatnot. And then it was kind of like talking like at the end of the season, we're going to let you go. And then he went on, and, and the pressure was off him. They went on and won the fucking Cup. And then they're like, well, how are you going to fire the guy? Well, they just lowballed him. Yeah. And that's why he's like, all right, I'm still done. I'm walking away. And he went on. The Islanders were like, we got you. And he didn't have Jonathan Tavares there this year. He had no big names on the Islanders. There's no big name on the Islanders. Um, and he got the team to play as a team. He got them to play his system. I, I mean, it looked like, honestly, it looked like that fucking devil's trap, man. Yeah. And when you, when you, when you block up the neutral zone, there's just nothing you can do at that point. And the Penguins... They didn't adjust. They should have adjusted to that after the first game. Right. But also, the Penguins are very bad at dump and chase. Right. They don't have the speed and anymore. And that's all they talked about tonight on the pregame. Was about how, like, if you dump it, like, you gotta dump it to the right place and actually get to it. Get to it. They don't you have... Know? The Penguins don't have and anybody you there's get a to difference it. between, like, a desperation heave and, you know, like, picking which defenseman you're gonna, like, send, like, your forwards pinching down on. You know, you you got to know who's out there. You got to know the personnel on the ice with you, and like, I mean, a lot of that comes down to coaching. Like, I'm sorry, um, you know, you when in a sport like hockey where like a shift only lasts like 45 seconds, like you can't expect the players to like, they, they don't have time to like go in the corner and huddle and say like, this is what we're doing. You know, like it's not like they like run plays like in basketball. You know, like, there's got to be a system, there's got to be some consistency, and, like, yeah, like, you know, maybe the fourth line can run, like, a dump and chase and just try to, like, kill time, but when you've got your skill lines out there who are trying to score, like, you got to figure out a way to get past that trap and still be in a position where you can do something. You know, like, they got a lot of shots on goal. I'll give them that. You know, but but they weren't quality shots, like, they didn't get any rebounds hardly, and, like, maybe you just run into a hot goalie sometimes, but there, there's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. Uh, here's a st- stupid little stat. Is This is uh, the Islanders' first postseason series sweep since 1983 Stanley Cup Final. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen that often. When you're the Islanders, I mean, they haven't even won a series for 26 years. I don't know. What I, the only time I know the last Penn series sweep off the top of my head Comes to the Canes back in 09. Yeah. And I, and they might have had one here or there since then, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, sorry. I've burned some brain cells over the years. Haven't we all? <laughs> um, but yeah, we will uh, keep an eye on the pen, see what happens in the offseason. Uh, we spent pretty much this whole second segment here on the Penguins. It's warranted. And and hockey in general. It's fresh. It, yeah. It's fresh. It's fresh in our minds. It happened tonight. And uh, there, Unlike other things we talk about, like there will not be another game in two days to like flip the script on everything no. we just said. Because it's over, folks. It's over. The season's over. Farewell, Penguin season. My beard comes off. They've still done more for me as a fan than the Pirates and Steelers combined in terms of total championships and like runs toward championships. Yeah. I've seen five, dude. I've seen five cups. I've seen five cups. I've seen five cups. I've seen I've two seen and five two cups. in the Super Bowl I've in seen, my lifetime and never been to the World Series. Three and two in the Super Bowl in my lifetime and one World Series win in my lifetime. I just, the, the but I don't remember. The, I don't remember the, the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, and I don't remember 
the world. You don't Series. remember 1980? No. 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 I mean, I was born into a world where the Steelers and Pirates were both defending champs, but it happened before I was born. Um, you were still alive. I was born. But in... you're 40, and I'm not. So yeah, yeah. it evens yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I was born into <laughs> where the Steelers were defending champs and won in, and won that season, and I was born into where the Pirates won that season. Yeah. So. So it's kind of yeah. like our birth rate. Yeah. And the, and the Penguins have done more to deliver Actually, than either yeah. the Steelers or the Pirates, is my point. Yeah, they have. And, um, you know, like that's why I just don't get too mad about the Penguins. I, 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 they played a lot of hockey the last few years. I trust their um, ownership. They're not going to, like, start tanking, I don't think, anytime yeah, soon. I trust their ownership. Um, hey, you know Ron Burkle's trying to buy the National Enquirer? <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> I did not. I I mean, I know that like this isn't the National Enquirer, like it's the Weekly World News that I really want him to buy, because I w- I would love for like Iceberg to fight Bat Boy, like at center ice in like some sort of weird halftime skit. That's hilarious. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I mean, the, the National Enquirer is like I guess it's okay, but it it just talks about real people. Yeah, I like the fake stuff like mummies and Bat Boy <laughs> and Bigfoot. I'm a big fan of Bigfoot. That's Check me out hilarious. on Twitter. I'm the Bay Ridge Bigfoot. Okay. Oh, is that your new name now? Yeah, that's my new name. You changed it up. Oh, you, know. you changed it I up. Have, apparently, I, I stomp when I walk, so. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Listen to what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview that host our podcast as well as several others. And also, don't forget, Jenny Lee Bakery. Uh, we love them. They're a sponsor of ours. We're going to show them some love, and you should show them some love as well by going to our website at boldpgh.com. Going down to the bottom of the page and clicking on the Jenny Lee insignia and ordering some of their awesome bread and pastries through our website. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. Uh, checking some stuff out. How about uh, Demarius Thomas uh, signed in the New England Patriots? Five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver agrees to deal. He did suffer a torn Achilles last December. Um, that's tough to come back from. The Achilles is one of the toughest injuries to come back from, especially as a wide receiver. We'll see what happens. Uh, well, but you know what? He's a he's a good prototype for Brady's you know offense because he's he's a big guy. He does he doesn't need to like fly down the field you know they can use him as a possession receiver definitely and they definitely have an opening for one because gronk retired and even though you know he's listed as a tight tight end end. he was a possession possession receiver receiver. he was and like the the entire belichick brady offense just is based entirely around possession receivers uh porter moser not sure if you know who he is but he was the head coach at lola chicago um, St. John's gave him an offer and he turned it down to stay with, uh, Loyola. Interesting move. Um, I don't know why Chris Mullen left St. John's. Like he didn't say exactly. Uh, he, he cited like personal reasons. Right. Um, I heard like Danny yeah. Hurley might be a candidate for that job. I mean, Danny, so Hurley? They were good. Danny Hurley, Danny or Bobby, one of the Hurleys. It might be Danny. Danny's at Arizona state. Yeah, where's but they Bob? think he might want to come back like closer to his closer to home, old New Jersey home. Um, you know, in St. John's, like it's a good program that that got better under Chris Mullen, but they're also losing their best player to the draft. 
They are. So they're going to be rebuilding. There's a lot of people losing their best They're going to be rebuilding, and they're going to have to deal with Villanova and Georgetown, you know, which is only going to get better under Patrick Ewing, one would hope. <sighs> yeah. I mean, and it, it was great watching uh, Patrick Ewing and Chris Mullen coach against each other, especially after watching them play against each other in college in the yeah. Big East and then in the pros, Yeah, which was just... And then they were teammates on the Dream Team. And then they were teammates. And on that's the like, team. yeah. you know, a generational touchstone for, for people like us. Yes, You either is. collected all the McDonald's cups or you didn't. Yeah. There's two types of people in this world. Those who did people and those who did People who had like a whole shelf full of like Magic Johnson plastic McDonald's cups. Yes. Uh, so also coaching uh, moves the Kings, LA Kings, hire uh, Todd McKellen, uh, the former Oilers coach. They grew to a multi-year contract. Um, didn't Luke Walton go to the Sacramento Kings? I, I swear to God, when you said the Kings got a new coach, and then you're like, I was like, no, 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 you're, this is all wrong. But yes, there's there's a hockey team called the Kings yes. and a basketball team called the Kings, and they both hired new coaches. Yes, they did. Um, what else do I have going on over here? So um, the Mets have been playing the Phillies, and that's yeah. a big uh, NL East rivalry, uh, and and has been. Since we were kids. I haven't been watching much baseball since, like, hockey playoffs started. Right. I, I haven't been either. Now the pens are done, so now baseball season starts for me. Yeah, I love baseball. Um, but I, I love baseball. and I, I It's I've hard watched, to turn away from playoffs. I've, I've watched two Pirate, ga- two Pirate games in its entirety. I've watched two Red Sox games in their entirety because of hockey. Now that the pens are done, I can turn my focus solely to baseball. You're not going to watch other, other playoff I, series? I'll watch other playoff series, but I won't strive to. Oh, that's all I care about. I won't strive the to. The drama, like, you're not going to get drama like this, uh, man. You know what? I mean, I, I work in a bar. I have 12 TVs. Okay. Trust me. I'm going to watch some hockey. I have hockey. to pick something. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch probably more NBA than NHL. And Well, the NBA playoffs just started on. I mean, we were just talking here off air that you know about the uh, um, the Warriors-Clippers game, and the Clippers came back. Yeah. And they won last night. And that, So that um, series won a piece. Um, Philly and Brooklyn has won a piece. There's a lot of good series going on in the NBA, like a couple sweeps in the early round of the NHL, but, you know, Toronto-Boston is still going to be, like, hyped as hell. Um, You know, assuming the Capitals move on, like, there's going to be a good second round in the Eastern Conference. There's going to be some good second round play in the Eastern Conference uh, in hockey, for sure. And Vegas won again tonight. Vegas won again tonight. So we still got, like, the flurry bandwagon. We still got the flurry bandwagon, which is no problem. I'm not saying, like, don't watch baseball, but I'm saying, like... yeah. You've got until October, dude. November. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but currently, uh, the Mets playing the Phillies. So, um, Steve Matz, pitcher for the Mets, he allowed eight runs, failed to record an out in the first inning. Uh, the Phillies scored ten runs in the first inning. That's just like crazy. Nah, man, the Phillies are on top. I love the Phillies now. Well, I, I mean, mean, I'm a big Kutch fan still. Oh, I'm obviously. still a Kutch fan. Did you see Kutch dancing? Yeah. Did you, you saw that video? Yeah, yeah Kutch course, dancing. I see all that stuff, man. Yeah, I mean... It He's was... like the one like pirate who I didn't unfollow when he left the Pirates. I don't think I've ever unfollowed anyone. Just I have no time for guys who don't play for my teams. Unless they're, like, really cool. You know? Or, like, they're really good at tweeting. Or something. You know, but like McCutcheon, like I just couldn't bring myself to hit unfollow on that. He dude. named his kid Steel. Yeah, 
He still holds his home here. Yeah, no. He loves it here. You know. I mean, Pittsburgh is... We understand, okay? Yeah. Like, we, we get it now. Like, it's stupid that we were mad at Barry Bonds when he left for more money. You know? Yeah. Because he was, like, the best hitter of his generation. <laughs> of our And generation. deserved to get paid. Yeah, he you did know? deserve to get paid. And he also went to a team where his dad played. And his godfather, Willie Mays. Heard of him? Yeah, you know? I, I mean... I mean, like, it made perfect sense for Bonds to go to the Bay Area. They had a better steroid lab in the Bay Area than they did here in Pittsburgh. You know? Not not to say that we couldn't have led the world in steroid production like we did invent the polio vaccine here. You know, like, I, you know, we, we're a pioneering medical community in Pittsburgh. I'm sure we could start a big steroid lab if we wanted to. Yeah. But the pirates don't make enough money to, like, pay the fees necessary. Because, you know, the nuttings are cheap. So they got to go to a bigger market to either get their steroids or, in the case of McCutcheon, you know, go back to the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm pulling for the Phillies a lot this year. And as far as Philly teams go, like, again, we've, we've been over this. Like, I only hate the Flyers. I, I really only hate the Flyers. I, like, the, the, the Phillies used to be a division rival for the Pirates, but and it hasn't, hasn't been, been that way for, like, 1995? Yeah. So, like, we're good, man. Yeah, 1995, whenever they realigned, or 96, one of the two. Um, so I'm definitely pulling for the Phillies. Sorry, Hess. I know you love the Mets. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, sorry about that, brother. But, so how about... You know they're going to fuck it up anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're the Mets. And they're the Pirates, too, and they fuck shit up, too. Well, the Pirates are playing like a perfectly 500 team that we all know they are. Right. And currently, the Pirates uh, went to um, Chicago, and uh, Chicago won... Their home opener, ten to nothing. Ten to nothing. The Pirates came back and won five to two the next day, uh, or two days later, and then the uh, Pirates lost two to nothing on the uh, Thursday. Then they go down to Washington and they uh, win the series. Yeah, they got two wins out of three over the Nationals tonight. The uh, Pirates played the Tigers in Detroit of a two-game stance because that's like one of those weird. Uh, where your natural your rival. natural interleague rival. Detroit? It's not terrible. Okay, first of all... Uh, why not Cleveland? They sneak these series in on us in the early season. They do. If, it, this, if this thing was happening in July, like, yeah, I'd I don't consider know. going. Because that ballpark in Detroit looks awesome. It does. I've never been. I've never um, been to the new one either. It's not a long drive. It's four hours. You know? They have a casino. Well, no. Do they have a casino? Yeah, they do. Greek town. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, and by the way, Windsor's just across the bridge. Yeah, there's, so there's stuff to do in Detroit. Yeah, Canada's across um, the bridge. <laughs> I'm not 19 anymore, so that's I not know. as appealing to me. I know, it's not as appealing anymore, right? But, um, yeah, I guess if you're 19 and you want to go, like, see a pirate game and then go to the bar after. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying, like... I don't know when the, I don't know when the Tigers come back to Pittsburgh, though, and I don't... I'm, I'm scrolling down here because usually it's one of those... Usually when they do that, it's usually like a home-and-home, home, two there, two mm. here. Uh, I don't know... So it's going to come down to the, the, the Tigers are going to come to Pittsburgh at some point. I just don't know when. I think um, they have another with another team that's like 2-2 two and two where they do go like home and home. Okay. I I, I'm, I think that's what – it might be the Indians or the White Sox. It might be. I don't know. Uh, but so then they got the Tigers tomorrow. Uh, we were watching – as we're recording here, we're watching ESPN. I did see that the Pirates made number seven in the top ten. What, top plays? Yeah. Uh, throw out from left field. So I didn't see who was playing left field at that point in time, but uh, there was a throw out at home from left field uh, tonight. Nice. Uh, that was in the top plays. 
The um, Giants are coming into Pittsburgh uh, this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then you have the Diamondbacks come into Pittsburgh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then the Pirates head out west. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. Man, is Thursday like a day it's game? It's a getaway. Yeah, it's a getaway game. I might have to think about going to that. It's my birthday. There you go. Wait, 425? April 25th. Wait, no. Not this week. Next week. Next week, yeah. Duh. Stupid. It's my nephew's birthday. Ah. He'll be in school. Take him out of school. Take him to the day game. I'll just go to the game and tell him about it. (laughs) It's not right. I don't need... Be be the cool uncle and take your nephew out of school and take him to the ball game. No. Your sister won't mind. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she will. (laughs) How old is your nephew? Five. Oh, shit. That's kindergarten, man. (laughs) What's he going to do? He's going to miss nap time and snack time when you can give him snack time. And who cares about nap time at that point? Dude, he's bonding with his friends, man. He can bond with his uncle at the ball game. Dude, you, you'll see me all the time. Look, trust me, man. <laughs> school is bullshit until you get to, like, high school. It is. And you should just go every day that you're not, like, deathly ill. Because, so like, no matter, what the te- no matter how much bullshit the teacher, like, lays on you, at the end of the day, you're just hanging out with your buddies. You know? I loved going to school. I hated missing school. Because, you know, like, you might miss a story. You know, you might you might miss something hilarious, and then you, and then you got to come in the next day, and everybody's like, "Man, Mrs. Snyder was so pissed," and you have no idea what they're talking about. It's not worth it, man. Well, we're still talking about baseball. How about the Phillies are ten and six, the Mets are ten and seven, and they're playing each other currently right now. Um, Braves are in there nine and seven, Nats are seven and eight, Marlins are four and fourteen. The end of Central. And you have the Brewers are twelve and six. The Pirates are nine and six. Uh, Cards are nine and eight. Cubs are seven and nine. The Reds are coming up behind with the five and eleven. Out in the West, you have the Padres are eleven and eight. Dodgers are eleven and eight. Diamondbacks are eight and nine. Giants are eight and ten. Rockies are six and twelve. Again, early in the season, but it's still fun to look at. AL East is where stuff's kind of all upside the fuck down. The Rays are thirteen and four. The Yankees are seven and nine. Jays are seven eleven. Orioles are seven eleven. Red Sox are six and twelve. Red Sox are playing the Yankees right now. An early season, uh, big rivalry um, series there. Uh, Chris Sale uh, was pitching, and he just said, "You know what? I flat out just stink right now." And that's what his quote was. <laughs> that's that's not good. That's not. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's that's only like a, a shade away from the famous Ben Roethlisberger. Why don't I just retire? You know what I mean? Like Chris Sale. It's not what you want to hear. Chris Sale. Chris Sale says his pitching is flat out embarrassing and needs to pitch better. I flat out stink right now. That's a quote that came across from Chris Sale on ESPN, right there in black and white. Again, you're like you said, that comes up like Big Ben saying, I should just retire. I, I mean he's suck. he's actually he's being charitable. I'm sure if I'm sure if you ask like, you know, some guy down at like the local pub in Braintree, he's just gonna say <laughs> well, you go fucking to, socks. You, you go to Southie. Jesus Christ. No, Braintree's on the red line, man. Braintree's on the red line. Yeah, yeah. Southeast on the orange line. Braintree, Braintree's like the stop before Quincy. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I was, Quincy's like 
just a hack a hack joke now. Yeah. Tommy from Quincy is played. I'm trying to like come up with other names. <laughs> you know. And when I when I'm in Boston, I'm either on the red line or the green line. So um, th- yeah, those are the places I know. I'm on the red and the orange. Whenever I'm in Boston. So yeah. What is the orange one that goes to Revere? It goes through Southie, you know. Oh, you go to Southie, of course you do. <laughs> you probably like like waited on like one of Whitey Bulger's like top lieutenants <laughs> at like some steakhouse and like you're like welcome there anytime, you know? Uh I've waited on some Irish mafia guys, but I mean I don't know they were Whitey Bulger's top lieutenants. Well, I mean they might have been. They might have been like, you know, a couple degrees away. It's, it's something. It's possible. And, <laughs> and I don't know what they were doing in New York or in Pittsburgh, but I mean or Jersey, but Oh, I know what they were doing in Jersey. <laughs> they were dumping bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Gambling. Right? Um, going to strip clubs. That happens. Uh, but yeah, so the Red Sox are upside down at 6-12 and 12 over there in the AL East, which makes me kind of a crank ass. I think it's right on time. Don't they always suck after they win the World Series? Uh, you know, you're Didn't right. they fire their manager like once? After the year after winning a World Series because yeah. they were so god awful bad the next yep, year, they did, and they like they did, they had turmoil. Yep, they did. Yeah, so it that happens. Did. I'm it, not. I'm not saying I'm rooting for it, but just don't be shocked. I, I know it's it, not like. Uh, would you rather be the Red Sox and like win a World Series and then miss the next year, or like the Dodgers, who miss and miss and miss and miss and, and, miss. and go to the finals and, <laughs> and miss. miss. <laughs> and then you got the Indians who. Missed several times. Where there again, uh, Terry Francona, manager of the Indians, he's up there ten and seven in Cleveland. Um, you got the Twins are eight and six right behind them. The the uh, the Tigers are eight and eight. Sox are seven and nine. The White Sox that is. The Royals are five and twelve. AL West uh, looks to be somewhat competitive at twelve and five with the Astros. Mariners are thirteen and seven. Rangers are nine and seven. A's are ten and ten at perfect five hundred, and the Angels are eight and nine. Why'd you say the Astros first? Because they are in first. What's the What's the Mariners' record? Thirteen and seven. Oh, so it's the loss column. Yeah, that's sorted by the loss column. Yep. Because of the winning percentage. Yes, it's sorted by winning percentage. Sorted by winning percentage. Because okay. I knew the Mariners had more wins, and they they're off to a great start. They are. Um, Mariners are off the best start they had since Ken Griffey Jr. was a freaking rookie. Yeah. <laughs> so, including the year they won a hundred games and then lost to the Yankees in the first round. That is true. Uh, fucking Yankees. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to bring up bad memories for you. Uh, but I, they were showing that. Uh, I don't know why, but I guess because like as prelude to the series. Oh, they were, the the, they were showing all the. They were showing all the all the various fights, all the various fights, and and Pedro versus Donzer and A Rod oh. getting beamed, all that good stuff. Yeah. It's all good. It, it, well, the Yankees Red Sox are playing each other, and they're going to show that 17 more times this year. Yeah. <laughs> because... You know, the, the Don Zimmer fight was... Uh, I actually watched that at my friend's wedding reception. So, like, that will always have a very special place in my heart. <laughs> because... Not only did my friend get married, we We were at, like, we were at, like a hotel... He loves his wife. We were in a hotel conference room... Where they had, like, set up a TV and, like, extra booze for, like, you know, all the people who had left the wedding and gone back to the hotel. So we're just hanging out in there, just watching sports. And, you know, there were some there were some strong Red Sox fans in the group. 
and it, it got real rowdy. Like, I, I, I was afraid that the Holiday Inn was going to, like, shut us down at, like, 7.30, the amount of, like, hooting and hollering that was going on. And then the, the nightcap was a Pitt-Notre Dame football game. Oh. Where Pitt could have won if Rod Rutherford hadn't, like, run out of bounds. Oh, wow. You're going back a minute. Yeah, I'm going back a minute. So It was at Heinz Field. So, uh, also, uh, what happened going on, Yasiel Puig went back to L.A. Uh, first time in a Reds uniform. And He's he not hammered, suspended? Well, his suspension's up. He only had a two-gamer. Okay. Um, Yasiel Puig, though, he hammered a two-run home run uh, off Clayton Kershaw at his first at bat. What's up with Kershaw this year? I don't know. I, well, Kers- what's up with Kershaw every other year? He, uh, you know, goes ahead and, and is a stud, and then the next year he, meh, and then he, he gains it back once the All-Star break comes in and he turns into a stud again. Uh, I mean, he, how, has he won, what, three Cy Youngs? Yeah. I mean... Dodgers are not going to the World Series this year. That's no? my prediction. I... Even if I'm wrong, like, I... You know, you can call me out on it. I don't care. I'm sick of the Dodgers. It's time. It's time for some new blood, um, but not the Cubs. Not the Cubs. I got honestly like it's got to be like Milwaukee or Philly. Dude, my those manager, are those are the teams that are doing. I would somewhat decent at the start of the I year. I wouldn't mind Philly at all, at all. Not just yeah, because, much more. Not just because yeah. they got Bryce Harper. No, no, no. Not I, ju- I not, like Bryce Harper. I like Bryce Harper. I, I have kind no of like Bryce Harper. Uh, part of the reason I like Bryce Harper is the same reason that I always like, you know, like the most unpopular wrestlers. You know, like, the, the people that, like, the crowd boos the most at wrestling. Because they're good? Because I like I like the bad guys, you know? And, like, everyone's always like, oh, Bryce Harper. Besides Nationals fans, everyone's always like, he's such a douchebag. But, like, now he's a douchebag who, pl- who plays for Philly. Which is, like, you know, the douchebaggiest thing you can do. <laughs> so, you know, he's, like, the ultimate Ooh. bad guy. And then his foil in the same lineup... Andrew McCutcheon, who's like, you know, the One sweetest, the the guys sweetest out person there. ever. And yeah, like I'm I'm definitely pulling for the Phillies. I mean I And got... the Pirates in the Central. If the Pirates can make a run, great. If not, like I guess the team from our division that I hate the least right now is probably Milwaukee. Which is weird to say. Yeah. But I, I mean Milwaukee never... went deep last year in the playoffs. They almost almost went. Yeah, they did. I mean I don't know. Brewers Yankees World Series. Brewers Yankees? No. I I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's early in the season. It's way too early. You're going Brewers Yanks? I wonder what kind of like action I could get on that. We can get on the rivers and get some action, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. But I I mean shit. I mean, come on. If I could go ahead and couple a bet of of uh, for twenty dollars to have Bryson DeChambeau win the Masters and have the Caps win the uh, Stanley Cup for twenty bucks, pay twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if that would have happened, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you put ten bucks on Tiger winning the Masters every year, dude? There's a dude that paid put eighty five thousand on Tiger to win the Masters, but that's crazy. I don't have that kind of money. I lose. don't have that kind of money either. But even if we would have put twenty bucks on Tiger to win the Masters, we would have came back with two hundred and thirty. Yeah, twenty bucks is not a lot of money, but I'm saying like, you know. Yeah, but twenty bucks of the two thirty is great. It's like you you put a fucking 
$10 in, like, the lottery vending machine at Kogo's, okay? Which I'm not a big numbers player. And, no, not the numbers. Like, you get, like, two scratchers, like, two yeah, $5 yeah. scratchers for 10 bucks, right? Okay? How much fun is that? That lasts about... 10 seconds. 10 seconds. And then you either win or you don't. I'm even the but worst like you, of those you, scratchers because I scratch off like, the codes on the bottom and then scan it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to every time, but like, I like I like the drama, you know? That's, that's why I like baseball. It's like a long season. And like for my $10 investment, like I'll, I'll put $10 on several teams just to see what happens. I, I You know what? I mean, I would like to see for a World Series just change a pace. I'll go with uh, the way they're playing right now. The Phil's Mariners. Phil's Mariners. I just don't. I don't know enough about the Mariners. Most, I don't most know enough years, about them either. Most years they are not. You know what? I, I can see, I, I, I could see Houston going back out of the game. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they're in the division with Houston. Um. You know, Houston's still really good. Yeah, they are. They got um, a great pitching staff. Yeah, <laughs> they got some hitters. I mean, oh, man, you know, it's it's way too early to do predictions, but I I would be fine with Philly. I'd be okay with Philly. I'd be fine with the Brewers. The other reason I'd really be okay with Philly is because Kutch is on the team, and he yeah. can, and he could get a get a ring. And I could deal with the Dodgers going back again. It's just that, um, you know, I don't believe that they can ever win. <sighs> I was pulling for them last year, man. I still look at the Dodgers as 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 they're not the same since Tommy Lasorda left, <laughs> and, and I know oh, that's god. a very oh, long time ago. Oh god, okay. Bonus bonus content from Sid Bream, who I talked about at length last week. Right, uh, Sid Bream, not a fan of Tommy Lasorda. Why? Said that he was like disingenuous with him. You know, he was like a nice. He was like a nice guy for the cameras, but that he was like very rude and un uncivil, like you know, on the practice field. Did Sid Bream play for Tommy this He did. He he came up through the Dodgers system. Huh. Was kind of back and forth between L.A. and that. Albuquerque. I did not know that. Yeah, and then and then he, um, you know, was you know the, the Pirates traded for him. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh that was that was some that was some really good intel. I I I was not surprised. You know, like as a Pirates fan, like I kind of felt like I didn't know a lot about baseball at the time, but I was sort of steered by my elders to like not like Tommy Lasorda. Um, See, I was steered by my mom and dad to like Tommy Lasorda. And and I I rooted for the 88 Dodgers. Um I was Told that the and, and and steered by my elders that the the A's were the bad boys. Oh yeah, um, and, they were kind of and, and they they were. I mean the Bash Brothers. I mean that whole coming across and arm bumping mm-hmm. and everything else like that. Um, the other thing that kind of made me like the, the Dodgers a little bit was so when I was a kid in the in the eighties, my mom worked for a guy that. Um, Frequented certain establishments in the North Hills. Now I grew up in the North Hills and so forth. And and he gave my mom a tidbit of information. And my mom was like, "Okay." 
Now, as a kid in the 80s and parents' circumstances, whatever, I didn't know what my parents' circumstances were, this, that, and the other thing. But they looked at me and said, we're going out to dinner as a family tonight. Okay. We're going out to dinner. I'm like 11 years old. 1988. Going out to dinner. The Dodgers were in town. So, the Dodgers always came into town and they had like the night off. They came in early and they had like the night off and whatnot. Mm. Um, Tommy Lasorda always took the team for a dinner at Rico's <laughs> in North Hills. That was Tommy Lasorda's favorite Italian restaurant in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. And he always took the team out for dinner to Rico's in North Hills. Okay. So my mom got wind of this from her employer who frequented all the establishments that he liked to frequent. And knows things and knows people at the time and um, told my mom about it. So whenever the Dodgers were in town, he said, hey, the Dodgers are in town. A, here's tickets. Go take the family to the game. But uh, tonight, go to dinners on Rico's. Go to dinner at Rico's and, you know, you'll get to meet some of the guys. Nice. Some of the guys? Some of the guys? I got to meet Oral Hersizer. I got oh, to meet Kirk Gibson. Really? I got to meet Mr. Mexican himself. Who? Fernando? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I got to... <laughs> Did you, like, feel the mania? Like, the Fernando mania? I... I... Did not, but I was in awe, and of course I'm like 10 or 11 years old, and we're at Rico's in North Hills, right off Babcock Boulevard, and you know, he has a, the road's named Rico Lane, that goes off Babcock up to the restaurant. Well, that's just because um, they like, couldn't think of any other names. You know, but if you go to Rico's to this day, it's still in, in existence, the restaurant's still there, it's been made over a few times. There's still pictures of timeless order in there and all that. It's uh, it's awesome. Um, I don't know when the last time he was in Pittsburgh and the last time he was at Rico's was. Tommy the Sword has been out of baseball on a daily seeing portion for a long time. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's still involved in the game somehow, somewhere, and probably with the Dodgers. But uh, he's old. He's got to be like. Oh, he's probably in his 80s. Yeah, you know, he if not older. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I got to meet, I actually have a picture on my phone of Tommy Lasorda. He was on, he was on some like late night show that, that he's 91. It aired on a rerun. He's born the same year as my grandfather. Yeah. So like this Tommy Lasorda, like I gotta find this. He was doing like, he did like an opening monologue on somebody's late night talk show. I mean, just okay. looking at it reminds you of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> so anyway, like, I can't remember the name of the show, but here's... This is bad for radio, but here's Tommy Lasorda, like, delivering a joke on some, some late-night show from, like, the 80s. In his Dodgers windbreaker, you only have three lines of captions, so you don't actually get... Oh, you don't get to hear it? It's, no, it's not a video. It's not a video. I just wanted a picture of Tommy Lasorda. You know, for my own personal benefit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, so I mean, I, I had no problem with the Dodgers, especially the during the time of the sort of era. Uh, the '88 Dodgers obviously will re- always remember Game One, Kirk Gibson's walk off coming out limping and whatnot. But um, 
Yeah, I think we've digressed, but... We've a little bit digressed, for sure. We have, definitely. Uh, but for those of you out there uh, watching baseball right now, we talked about before, the, 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 uh, they're a little upside down, you know, uh, and it's okay. It's early in the season. We'll see what happens. Like you said, the Red Sox not necessarily have been the best team after they've won a World Series. Um, the Yankees, we'll see what happens with them. Yankees are actually like the young and hungry upstarts, right? They now. are, they are, and and the Yankees, as much as we hate the Yankees, or, or as much as I hate the Yankees, the um, uh, you know, they they build from within. Yeah, they have. They have. They've they've built from within. Have they've gone out and paid a player a ridiculous amount of money? Yes, but they haven't gone out and necessarily bought a team. Uh, the Marlins have gone out and bought two World Series, literally. And then sold. And then sold. They won the World Series and then sheriff sale. The, the Marlins are like, you know, they're like the people that like, you know, I'm going to get a job where I'm going to need a truck for a year. Yeah. And then I'm not going to need it anymore. And I'm just going to buy the truck and then sell the truck. Well, you And make know, as much money as I can for that year. Derek Jeter's down there taking care of the Marlins. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh, he's good. Uh, he's good. He's I, definitely like a baseball lifer. He is. He's not like Bob Nutting. No. Um, well, Bob Nutting, unfortunately, is probably a baseball lifer because he no, makes he's a, so he's much a, he's bloody a, money. He's a capital lifer. Like his his job is to preserve his wealth, okay, which he has been doing since he was born because it was his dad's wealth. Yes. Like he has never been in baseball. Bob Nutting's being the sixth, sixth richest owner. Uh, in MLB. I wish he'd has, sell that team. You and me both. I wish MLB would not blackball Mark Cuban and let him buy the fucking Pirates. I don't think Cuban wants to right now. I, I, I don't think he has any interest. Well, he's been blackballed by MLB enough times. He tried, well, he to, tried buy, to buy the Cubs. tried to buy the Cubs. He tried but to... I, I, I know someone who, you know, used to work for the Trib who had to write an article about Mark Cuban. And his interest in the pirates, and asked him for a quote, and his quote was "hell no." <laughs> okay, this was in like 2004. Like, maybe his financial picture has changed. I don't know. Maybe he's got a bunch of extra like Shark Tank money that he just doesn't know what to do with. Well, we'd hope he could he could easily try to buy a better team than the pirates. Yeah, but he'd buy the pirates and turn them around. That's my but he's preference. also down there in. Dallas. Yeah. He could buy the Rangers. He could buy the Rangers. I mean... He could buy any team he wants. I mean... I mean, honestly, since the Bushes sold the Rangers, I don't think they... I mean, they had one or two good years, but... Uh, who knows? But, alright, folks. It's been a great record. It's been a great show. Um, shame about the Penguins. Shame about the Penguins. It sucks. Uh, they're out of the playoffs. Uh, till September... We'll see the Penguins back in September when they start doing training camp and preseason and so forth. Uh, by then, we'll have we'll be full on the Steelers, and the Penguins will be a backseat to the Steelers at that point. Uh, currently, right now, moving on. NHL playoffs still going strong. Uh, NBA playoffs going strong as well. If you don't have a horse in the NBA, go find one out there that you like. You know, follow a team, see what's up. Um, Look for upsets. Look for upsets. I mean, Philly's in there. Look for series that are close. Like, you know, look for game sevens. Yeah. 
I mean, the NBA, they are phenomenal athletes. It might not be your preferred style of basketball, but you're still bound to see something ridiculous every time you watch. So That you are. You know, you, you might not get Cameron indoor, but you're still going to see, <laughs> you know, some guys who are almost as good as Zion Williamson. Which, who has uh, officially announced his... Did he officially make he, it? Uh, yep. Zion right. Williamson well, officially announced his Congratulations, NBA. you're a Phoenix Sun. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of teams that have the ball to drop. So yeah, we got we got that coming up they soon. They got the, the NBA lottery. That'll the, be the draft well lottery followed shortly by the actual <clears throat> draft. The NH the uh sorry, NHL NFL draft will be That's coming up real soon. Uh next weekend. Next weekend. So we got next weekend we'll do some pre draft pre draft stuff. stuff. Like check we'll us out that. for that. Yeah. Definitely, we'll, we'll look into that we'll, stuff. We'll address the needs uh, of the Steelers. For those of you that celebrate, happy Easter uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, and what's the... You grew up in the Jewish end of town. What's the... Is it Passover? Yeah, Passover's going on. Passover's going on. Um, happy Easter, Passover, all that good stuff. However you celebrate, enjoy it. Um, I know I'm off Easter Sunday and I'm cooking at my parents' house. Oh, you're cooking. Yeah, I'm cooking. That's cool. Yeah. So, we're, we're going out. You're going out? My mom's like, I'll cook. My dad's like, no. Like, you cook every weekend. So, yeah, we're going out and, you know. See, I'm co- I go to my parents' house and I take food and I cook at my parents' house. That way my parents don't have to come walk up my stuff. I'm, it's it's great. I think it's great that you're confident enough to, like, cook for your whole family like that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I we'd, we'd be having omelets for Easter if it was me. <laughs> you know? That's like, happy Easter omelets! Here's some dippy eggs. Happy Easter <laughs> Um, or you could just eat the eggs that mom boiled yesterday and then died. Well, go spend time with your nephews and whatnot and go yeah. on an Easter egg hunt in the backyard mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Oh, I can't wait to um, hide eggs. They, they, they get so mad. I hide them so good. Get out on I'm a golf course. Get out eggs. on a golf course. It's supposed to be nice this upcoming week and whatnot. Get out on the golf course. Uh, everything's green and up real nice right here. I got a brand new lawnmower, so I'm going to try, try to cut the grass here tomorrow. Dude, you're, you're going to be fine, man. You got the <laughs> self-propelled shit. So, yeah, but I got hills. You got, well, exactly. So it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> exactly. Okay? No, nobody is gonna have a better like you know assist in the NBA this week than like Steve and his self-propelled mower. That is true. Right? It's gonna be like Stockton and Malone reunited. Yeah, and I also bought a pair. I was at Marshalls and I bought a pair for eight dollars and fifty cents. I bought a pair of Albert Pujols spikes. No, Mike no, Trout. Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike Trout. <laughs> uh, metal eight prong metal baseball spikes for my yard while I'm cutting the grass. So. I'm gonna sh- come over with like a jugs gun and just <laughs> like like I'm scouting your ass, okay? I'm so I'm gonna, how I'm fast gonna, does he go with the I'm mower? Gonna, I'm gonna sit over in in the ditch by the woods, like just chain smoking cigarettes and pointing a radar gun at your ass. All right? Hey, you're not moving. High knees, high knees, knees to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you very much. It's been an awesome uh, record with you, folks, and we will see you next week with episode seventy nine. Good night. Talk to you later. Peace. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. 
bold pittsburgh on the facebook or boldpgh.com <laughs>